Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AT. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're fair. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Do you want inside information? You will not be able to repeat it to your kids, but you will learn and you will laugh. Door Bumper Clear is on. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, 7 Xfinity, and the 29 truck. And here today, another win for one main spotter, Brett Griffin, for Elliot Sadler, which I was only a fan of at yeah, I was Kentucky. I say, you weren't there. You were in victory lane. We brought the phone. True. You, you called I called everybody. Yes. I was like, somebody's <laughs> going to answer my phone call. And spotter for Clint Boyer. And hey, guys, it's KB. What's up, KB? Oh, yeah, KB. What's up, all? Another good weekend of life choices by her. I'm here. And not in the I ER. made a great choice. And yeah. producer Natalie, she's the one who made bad choices because oh. she got food poisoning Ooh. off yeah. sushi last night. That's why I don't eat fish. Where'd you eat at? She was at sushi at the lake. Oh, no. And I like that place. I love it. I don't think she got food poisoning from there. But she's vomiting right now. So oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our oh. podcast will make her feel better. <laughs> yeah, this will make you feel better. Josh, did y'all pound beers in Victory Lane, man, Kentucky? No, sure didn't. Why not? <laughs> uh, we didn't have any. Will. Yes, we did. There were two beers. Two. Two warm beers. Will's, also, Will. Will's fired. Will um Will made me a drink and he had it in the golf cart. So after Victory Lane was done, I had my red solo. Oh, that's cute. Of lemonade. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. Is that so, a, a thing now? So we got a special <laughs> guest, Kelsey, coming in right now to make sure our volumes are right for this week. Yeah. She got distracted with a dog. Yeah, watch out. She's the liquor. Yeah. So we are here in the Exalta studios, and we want to thank Exalta for its continued support and urge you to head over to ExaltaRacing.com to check out photos and news on the Exalta 88. If you haven't heard already, Jeff Gordon and Alex Bowman will be filling in for Dale in the number 88 for the rest of the 2016 season as he recovers from concussion-like symptoms. What? I think they've heard. Yeah. Be sure to visit ExaltaRacing.com every week for all the news. And it's a fresh coat of paint. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start out the BS session. New Hampshire Motor Speedway, Kentucky, win for Elliott. Have at it. What you I do mean, in New Hampshire? Anything good? I never uh, – I ate by the hotel, and I went to back to my room and watched college football and racing. You stay at that Marriott in Concord? No. That's uh, where the uh, – A-team stays? That's where two <laughs> of them stay there. The rest of them stay in – we stay in Tilton. So Tilton? We, yeah. Did we, you get chowder? 
I don't eat lobster? seafood. No, Chowder. No, I don't. Lobster. 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 Mm, just a lot of uh, Patriots fans and stuff. It was. Thursday night, man, it was crazy. They are in full effect in that area. People in New Hampshire think they're from Boston on Thursday nights when the Patriots play. It was they, awesome. They, they seem to forget how good they were in the 90s. So, did you do anything fun in Kentucky? Or you went race day, right? I went race day, and we got home at 4 a.m. Did you go race day? No. I no, felt I don't, I don't hung race over on Sunday, and I didn't drink anything. Why did you get race day only? Um, Because it's the silly season for us. We have a lot of sponsorship stuff going on, getting ready for production days with Dale. Um, it's not really silly. There's Everything's pretty much in line. It's not really silly. There's it's still silly. There's still, you know, we got a... Just a lot of business stuff going on, and it's easier for me to be in the office. Are you with going everyone. race day this weekend? I am not. I'm going early because we have a. It's a. It's a huge weekend for us. Rough life. Busy weekend and for Boss us. Boss man's gonna be in Dover. I know. So I gotta ask you guys, you two, since y'all were there. I at, don't hate your socks today. At what point did you actually think Elliot could win the race? <laughs> so, uh, four laps ago. Yeah. I told Elliot. <laughs> I was like. I was. Around, like yeah, talking yeah. to our sponsors and just not paying attention to the race because I thought, you know, we were going to finish well. Trying to hurt. distract them from how bad we were running. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I turn around and someone taps me and they're like pointing at the TV. And I was like, it was like two laps to go. I was like, <laughs> got to make it our way to victory lane. Yeah. I had no idea. And yeah. I was like, well, we had to knock so, out of the park. So kudos to Kevin Meandering, who clearly was crucial for the race. Awesome. Not for bringing necessarily the fastest car this mm -hmm. week, but the – he got off sequence with tires, and then he nails the, the fuel-only call. Elliot goes out, has a good restart. Then he has a not-so-good one. Then he has a great one with Suarez pushing him. And boom, yeah. we win the third Un for the third insane. time. Insane. I, I, I mean, I thought we were absolutely toast when we were on pit road for about two minutes yeah. taping up the front the nose. grill. Yeah. I was like, damn, yeah, I, no way we're getting I chugged it. a beer during that stop because <laughs> I was I was at Buffalo Wild Wings in New Hampshire, the only place in New Hampshire where I think you could watch the race in college football at the same time. Really? Right? Yeah, they don't, oh, they they don't get so into college TVs. football. So I'm in there, and I'm, I'm literally I'm like, oh, we're screwed. I'm going to slam a beer. And next thing you know, I'm slamming beers because we're winning. <laughs> like, yeah. When I saw y'all pit, and I knew I knew what Kevin's. I mean, we've been in that boat before. When you're back so far and your car's just not good, you just take big swings at it. You come down pit road. You give up that. You give up them four spots, the two car. You know, a couple guys, and you come down and make big changes. But uh, you know, like you said, everything kind of fell in the right place for the second half. But they set themselves up for it by doing that stuff in the first. So. You know, good call by uh, by Kevin and them, and and even uh, even the seven after getting hit in that car. Big when comeback. I, yeah. When I saw the damage on that car, I thought they were done. Like I thought they were going behind the wall to fix stuff for I a little while. I think I slammed a beer for that one too. Well, I look back <laughs> there on the you. restart, and they've got the nose taped up really good. I was like, man, they're and they come out of the top ten still. I think. Yeah. So yeah, uh, as well yeah. as, the, uh, as yeah. well as the eighty-eight. Yeah. They had another good comeback. Yeah, Josh. Uh, Josh was running really good. They, those restarts were exciting. I was having a great time watching that race. Yeah. I would, you know, and into uh, they were four wide, three, four wide every restart in the one. It's hard to beat that type of racing. And and uh, you know, Josh looked like he had run, you know, a whole season a mile and a half as hard as he was running. Except until he made the mistake, which he, you know, I think he just tried to hustle it a little too much and and got out of the groove and got in the wall. But he's, you know, that's only, what, his second or third mile yeah, and a half yeah. ever? Yeah, we so. actually had a little thread going on after the race. It was Dell Jr., Elliot, and me. And Elliot said to Dell Jr., hey, man, Josh Berry drove his ass off. Like, kudos to that guy. He drove, mm -hmm. I mean, even coming yeah. off a win and you're excited about your own deal. And Elliot's taking the time to say, hey, this this Josh kid's he was on it. So He did do good. That's cool. Yeah. Elliot transfers on. 
Yeah. Justin's mid pack, which is fine. He needs to get another Just good a solid top, eight. top five here. Top eight, top, top six. Five, yeah. yeah, he'll be fine. The so. great thing is too, Elliot can sort of be chill. Chill for the next two races. You don't have to take free. your best cars. Nope. You don't have to worry about like you look at Eric Jones and how fast he was. And I think part of the reason why that kid's so fast is because he's wrecked so many cars. He's got brand new cars in his inventory. He just trashed another one. So good for us, yeah. bad for him. And this is uh, the first time he's ever really had any pressure on him. Yeah. Now he's got pressure on. Now he's gonna have. Now he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's got the fastest cars on the track most weeks. Every week. And to to get in a little bit of a bind like that and wreck the way he did, I, I don't know if that's uh, – he's obviously going to have really fast cars this week and next week and have good shots at winning. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, there's – um, he's going to be going for the win hard now. You know, he's not going to have any cho- any other choice really but to go for the win. And if he gets behind a little bit again, a bad pit stop, I could honestly see something like that happening again. Yeah. I'll you tell know? you what it does too. I mean, just as a fan watching on TV – it gets you excited about Homestead for all three series because you, you watch Kentucky and you're like, Eric Jones is dominating. He's going to win this race. And these things start playing out and you're like, that guy's not going to win. So when you talk about four guys, one race, three series, holy cow at the intensity we're going to see in Homestead. Like we've yeah. never, ever, ever, ever seen. Because when we get to Homestead. Trucks are done. Best case scenario, two guys are mathematically eligible in trucks, in Xfinity. Yeah. And now four in cup. Now we got four guys that it's, hey, winner take yeah. all. Chris Buescher rode around 10th last year at Homestead just because he didn't have to do anything but finish Shield. top 30th, you know, Shield. 30 or better, and he's just riding around. Now these guys aren't going to have that. No. You're going to have to basically win the race. I'm already nervous about it, just for everybody. <laughs> yeah. not, not, it's not saying for me. Just It's going to be intense, man. It's going to be big. Yeah. So let's kick yeah. it. Spot on, spot off. Chase cars have to go through LIS post-race. Uh, spot off because it still don't matter. I I, I got to uh, – what do you mean it don't matter? I mean, last week they, they – we so we go into Chicago and they have these new set of rules that we all are like, yeah, finally. They're yeah. going to, you know, no more uh, tearing these things up and and doing all this crazy stuff after the race. You've got to pass it or you don't get the win. Right. Well, that happened and nothing happened. Yeah. So I don't really – I mean, why even put them through that? That Oh, Hey, you got to go through this inspection station, but we're going to give you a foot and a half on the right rear quarter panel. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they should have stuck with it at Chicago, and if you don't pass it, you don't get the win. Yeah. So. We had two guys get in trouble at Chicago, Jimmy Johnson and the winner, Martin Truex, and they both were told, leaving inspection, what their penalty was. Okay? The teams were told by the official, the 78 car, hey, this is going to be a P2 infraction. That went away by Wednesday. So, again – spot off for us alienating our fan base and changing the rules. Yeah, We said at the beginning of the year on this show, stop changing the rules. No matter what the rule is, let it be the rule all year. And here we are, another rule change. So do you, um, I agree with TJ. Do you think that the sanctioning body might be a little nervous to actually take a win away from a driver? Especially yes. in the chase. Yes. Well, it, starts, it sets a new precedent, too. We, As we said before on this show, the whole purpose in not taking the win away is when the fan left the track, Bill France wanted them to know who won the race. Well, what we, what, we're, we're still doing that same thing. So, yeah, they're definitely scared to do it. Spot and they're probably going to yeah. kick TJ and I in the balls for what we just said. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, just stick to it, you know. I mean, I, mean, I, I want to see the winner uh, – you know, be you know, be able to celebrate and not have any. I don't think your opinions are the minority either. Yeah, just well. the whole random thing created a a lot of 
just craziness around it. Now there's no random, and and there is more consistency, but we're not sure based on what TJ just said about the parameters of the rule. It's still so subjective. Is it truly consistent? You know, is there too is the gray area too big? You know, so and you get to roll through twice. Kyle Busch failed the first time through last week. Everybody else passed the first time through. So why is he allowed to do two? Why is anybody allowed to do two? Like it just—it's still weird. It's hard to. It's, and, and I mean, I realize we're not playing with stick and balls, you know, like mm-hmm. like baseball. But anyway, spot on, spot off. Harvick's late race pass to win at New Hampshire. Uh, spot on. He drove his way up there. You know, it took him a little while to get there. You know, and I—I I was glad to see him. I was really uh. You know, those restarts at the end became became a little bit of a joke there for a while because people were letting other people in. It was like plate racing, and finally you put a guy up there that's not going to deal with it, and you put Harvick up there, and he's going to, you know, try to plow through there and win. I was, uh, I was, you know, not that I was pulling for Harvick, but I was glad to see somebody split up the 78 and 20 up there, you know, holding hands on restarts. It, it seems like Harvick is the only real contender outside of Toyota that can win this championship. I say spot off because I, I think the Toyota, when, when you're those drivers and you dominate a race like that and you give it away at the end, that's why I got to say Matt completely missed turn three on that restart. All he's trying to do is hold Kevin down. He can't do it. Awesome job by Kevin and his team. Got a lot of friends on that team. Glad they won. But I just say spot off because, to me, Toyota choked at a place where they should have won. Spot on, spot off. Morgan Shepard makes his 400th start this weekend. Is he 400 years old, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, He's racing for Jesus. He was. Um, now yeah. he is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I love seeing Morgan Shepard in and <laughs> roller skates. In roller skates. I was, was going gonna to say. say uh, so you pick up an old magazine or an old racing ma- catalog or something from way back in 1901. the day. <laughs> yes, and you see Morgan in it, and he's doing really well. Yeah, like he's a he's a factor. Like he was, and now it's just does he do these starts even count? What four hundred start is this? This like total or just Xfinity or total? I mean, that's awesome to get to that number of like that many starts. Just because does you, that include like starting parks? It should though? be four thousand. He's been racing yeah, I mean, for four hundred years. Count? Yeah, starting parks shouldn't count. So I don't know. I mean, I I got I gotta go spot off because. You know, it's he's way past his time. He probably doesn't need to be doing that. He's now. five decades past it. <laughs> I, man, spot on for, for Morgan Shepard. For making I, it this long. I grew up watching him race. I mean, the last time I really remember him being competitive would be in the 21 car with Sitko and the Wood Brothers. And he won a race or two there. But, man, spot off or hang this <laughs> up. Go <laughs> be a geriatric guy. Somewhere else, man, because it's just time, you know. Sorry, it is uh, the 400th uh, Xfinity Series start. Because it's probably his 4,000th real start. (laughs) I mean, he's been racing long. Does he still um, roller skate? I don't think he's roller skated since he had that crash. (laughs) Google that. Like, you, you remember you that? You want to see something? Google Have you seen that. it? Uh-uh. You never saw him fall? Yeah. No? Oh, my goodness, really? Have you seen it? Pull. I don't like to find it. Yeah, we, we, no. You see him wreck Joey Logano in his last cup race ever? Morgan Shepard's last cup race was at Loud, New Hampshire. He was driving a 33 car. I'm sure yeah. Jesus had something to do with this one. <laughs> the leader, Joey Logano, is going around the outside of him, and Morgan, somehow or another, going as slow as he was, got loose and destroyed Logano's yeah. car. Yeah. 
You, you, I cannot believe you've never seen him roller skating down pit road during qualifying and wrecking. I've seen that, but I've never seen him fall. Oh, that I think he hung up, hung it up after that one. Morgan's a tough guy. I hate yeah, to, hate to talk crap roller about him, but it, wipe out. At Morgan some point, basically. Ooh. At some point, you're too old for this. I mean, that's what I. That's my point. He's just painful. I mean, Kristen is still your show to run. I'm watching Morgan Shepard fall down. Oh, too bad we don't have video. Yeah, too bad. Spot on, spot off. NASCAR is considering a five-person pit crew in 2017. He's got Racing for Jesus on there, too. Go ahead, TJ. I'm watching this video. Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> ate it. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. Oh, my God. He's hard. Oh, man. Like, hard. <laughs> hard, yeah. Sorry. How do you laugh at that? Oh, he I, we got to get out of the studio. Lightning's getting ready to strike, Kristen. Oh, you can't make fun Ooh, of that guy. I'm sorry. You are getting Come ready on. to get hit by lightning. People laugh at me when I fall. I yeah, fell well, yeah, but you don't have Jesus one. on your yeah, shirt. Yeah, you're not like <laughs> I do, you're not do Morgan. Not. You're far from Morgan Shepherd. Okay. This is this is very true. So anyway, I will pay for your racing for Jesus T-shirt if somebody will order it. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. Racing for Jesus. Wear it any Saturday between now and the year. I'll pay for the T-shirt and give you a hundred bucks. But right. you got to wear it all day. Okay. And you got to roll. It's got to be real tight, real green and yellow, <laughs> and it's got to have the number eighty-nine real small on it. Okay. We'll get Morgan to sign it. Anyway, what, TJ. What, the question was: NASCAR considering five-person pit crew. Oh man. Uh. That's over the wall, right? No. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm I'm spot on for any any type of pit crew changes. Um that we can do you know uh, there it's just that that's a that's an area of the sport in my opinion that's gotten carried away we have we have way too much um you know uh, it, it's hard to say because you're friends with a lot of these people and you don't want to see them cut it down but the pit crew stuff has gotten ca carried away big time in the last you know five six years and the last two or three especially so um I don't know. I, I think it'd be interesting to see a five-person pit stop. So that'd be a Jackman tire carrier, tire changer, two Jack changers, Man. two changers. So if they take it from seven to six, then we would look at, I would think, one carrier with two changers, and obviously you still got the Jackman, the Gas Man. Yeah, there's going to be one guy running over the wall, probably two tires. So we'd be taking from six guys to five. I was thinking we still had a catch can guy, which we don't. Yeah. So now we would have. I mean, that'd be be crazy. So I'm saying spot off, and here's why I'm going to say spot off. You're talking about a cost savings of the big teams of about $200,000. Yeah. What are they going to do with that? They're going to dump it into engineering. They're going to dump it into R&D. They're still going to spend the money, and somebody's going to lose a job. Okay? If you look at the small teams, you're talking about fifty to $60,000. What are they going to do with that? And I'm talking about $50,000, $60,000 across the year. Not per weekend. So with that, what are they going to buy? Two extra sets of tires. We're worried about things that don't change the competition. Mm -hmm. When we look at the product on the track, that's our competition. That's the entertainment value. These guys make a lot of money to have the ability to do 11 and 12 second pit stops. You're taking that away. You're still going to have to pay those other guys 150000 a year to change tires, 150000 to jack the car, but they can't do it as fast because of a rule you made up. Instead of yeah. playing five-man basketball, now we're going to play four. We we don't we got to worry about the product on the racetrack and less about what the teams are trying to do. You can't try to save the teams from themselves all the time. And, and, and back to TJ's point, the crew, at some point, does that extend to the spotter? Because 
I don't want to hear that either. You know, I think we have a good recipe. We did away with the catch can man, who for me was a non-efficient guy during pit stop anyway. So I, I think I think we're good. I know TJ and I disagree a little bit on this, but well, I don't mind. I don't mind having the crew. I, I what I we spend more money on that in research. Yeah, we spend. It's just nice. It's not. It's, it's like it's a pimple on a bull's ass. Who cares? Like the the you know shit. JGR when they came out them pit guns, they had millions of dollars in research into them pit guns. Yeah, the two guns that the guys go over the walls with. Uh, were you know, the magic guns. yeah, the magic guns. Yeah, the magic guns. So they're they have you know upwards to a million dollars in research and building that. We, yeah. I mean that that's a lot of money. It's like spent. EFI. Well, okay, we're gonna do EFI. Teams spent tens of millions of dollars on that. It changed zero about what the fans see. And if you think forty cars going around out there for three hours on Sunday are gonna help Hillary Clinton's global warming initiative, it's not. That that doesn't matter. Do we need to go green? Yeah, it sounds good from a marketing standpoint, but wh- who cares? Break time. I gotta go. I gotta take a real break. I'll be back in forty seconds. This is Natalie Sather. Tune into Motor Mouse every other Wednesday to listen to Katie Carson and I ask drivers off the wall questions with even better answers right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Hey, Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. Hey, everyone. We are getting ready to go into Fastlane. Brett, gonna, Brett hey. just got done. He lifted the back. lid when he was done peeing. Hey, somebody was in the men's, so I went in the women's. Is that okay? We do that know. upstairs, too. I can sing that song. Feel like a woman. According to all these other people, that means I can go in the women's bathroom anyway. So oh, God. There we go. So I'm going to give TJ and Brett and not Kevin a topic to debate because Kevin's oh, not here. Sorry. I'm just messing with Where's you. Kevin? Who's Kevin? Each person will get 30 seconds to voice their opinion, and then whoever responded first will get a 30-second rebuttal. Four will be racing topics, and one will be something not racing. Ready? Brett, you're going first. For non-racing, can we talk about the debate last night? No. Damn it. Can we talk about how their hair looked very similar from the back? I wanted to do a face swap, the Snapchat face swap. Like, if you could do that with those two <laughs> last night, it would have been phenomenal. Or any time. I watched a little bit of it. Kick it. Kick it. Does winning early in the chase help or hurt you? Me. It helps, for sure. I, I think you could look at it and go, man, if, if we could lose focus because we've already won. But, but in reality, I think the biggest advantage it gives you with this chase format is the ability – to save your fast cars for the next round. So I think it definitely helps. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's winning's always good, no matter if it's the first race in the chase. I mean, these are only uh, – I mean, if you win in the chase, you're you're doing good. You're, on, you're hitting your stride when you need to. So uh, winning is always good. I think you establish <laughs> yourself by winning early as a guy to beat for the championship. I think Harvick and, and Truex have done it. On uh, on the Sprint Cup side, I think Elliott has now done it on the Xfinity side. Who won New Hampshire in the trucks? William Byron, he dominated. William Byron. Oh, so he definitely close. is saying, I'm the guy you got to be yeah. in the truck. So, so I think there's nothing but positives about winning early in the chase. Unless there's a rain-shortened event somehow and, yeah. and, and somebody's leading it, that you know, then that's a different story. For sure. Eric Jones got loose and collected Ty Dillon in the Xfinity race last weekend. This took Jones from first in points to ninth. Do you think he'll be able to rebound and make the round of eight, TJ? 
you know, it's hard to picture Eric Jones with the speed that he's got not making the top eight. Even just by racing and collecting two top three finishes, I, I think he might still – I think he could advance to the – he's still going to be a championship contender at, when we get to Homestead, I believe. He's ninth right now, so he's not in. If he has another problem this weekend, he's going to have to win Charlotte. Uh, I, I think there's certainly a possibility that he won't make the next round. Yeah, there's a possibility, but unless he has a problem, then I'm gonna I'm still rolling with Eric Jones, even though I don't want to. Who do you think will take home the trophy from the Monster Mile, Brett? Uh, ironically, I, I think you're, without a doubt, the fastest cars right now at Toyotas, no matter what. But I think when you look at it from a driver's standpoint, this is Jimmy Johnson's wheelhouse. This is Kyle Busch's wheelhouse. You know, but again. I don't know. I, I, TJ's got to go next. So, but I, I think those. I think there's five or six guys that are going to win there, or have a chance to win. Yeah, and Dover uh, isn't usually kind to somebody that's off a little bit because we normally have a green flag running. You can get a lap down at Dover in a heartbeat. So you, you, there's not a lot of time to get your stuff right. So you need to unload fast, qualify well, and get after it. Otherwise, you're going to be digging out of a hole. And like Brett said, those those guys are going to be the ones that are, uh, you know, probably duking it out for the win. So who do you think wins? Um, you know, it's going to be tough to beat Jimmy and, and uh, Kyle and Carl. And even, you know, Denny's normally seems to speed on pit road. Yeah. Uh, but he's normally really good there, too. Even Jeff. So Jeff's really got, good at Dover. you got to pick somebody. This isn't our thing. It's just we're just – who you, man, who, I, who you yeah, picking to win? I'm going with Jeff Gordon, man. Jeff Gordon. I'm going with Kyle <laughs> Bush Where's the rest to win. He needs his nickname. Kyle Bush, I don't know. I think I, he's going to come back later in the show. So Cryle? I'll by then. <laughs> Cryle? <laughs> What's the biggest surprise so far in the 2016 season, TJ? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I think one of the biggest surprises is is Chris Buescher making the chase. No one would have – very few people would have picked that at the start of the year, um, if anybody would have. That's probably uh, the biggest surprise to me. Stuart Haas to Ford, you got – uh, Chris Buescher making the chase, Casey Kane not making the chase. But I think as a result of all the safety advancements, some of us had forgotten how easy it is for a driver to still get injured. You know, we had Tony Stewart go out with a broke back with an off-season injury away from the track. I got to say the biggest surprise is Dale Jr.'s injury in his absence, and I think it completely sucks for all of us. Yeah, it's definitely been different at the racetrack not having, you know, that presence of him. He's – you know, not a, not a, not only as a great competitor, but he's he's a great uh, you know person for the sport. Even after the race, when he's tweeting, people are listening. He's yeah. he's usually very he's usually correct and and upfront with it. So it's always you know it's always good to have his presence there. You know, racing or anything is definitely missed. He's going to be at the rest of the races. So awesome, that'd, that'd be awesome. I mean, it's like we we as a industry just kind of became a little bit immune to injury can still happen. You know, and and you never want to see it happen to anybody. But obviously, our biggest name is. Not ideal. So keep getting well, brother. We're still praying for you. The off-the-wall topic, LSU fired Les Miles on Sunday following the loss to Auburn. Do you think that he will find another college coaching job, and could, he can, could should he be considered for the NFL? You know, I'm not surprised they fired him because they've been talking about firing, for, firing him for three years. I bet he got paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to get fired. So if he had another .1 seconds left on that clock and that touchdown counted, he wouldn't have gotten fired. Do I think we'll see him again? Man, I don't know. At his age, I'm not sure he really wants the stress of it all. He could come back and play the consultant role and still keep milking the system a little bit, but I think he's done. You know, I think I think he will have – 
more opportunity to coach. You, uh, like you said, one more second or a touchdown, and he's still coaching now. You know, until the next incident comes up where they lose a tight game or something, and they, you know, it's going to come up again. But I think uh, he'll go to the somebody will hire him, and he'll get paid very well still. Over a hundred wins at LSU, two SEC championships, one national championship. Guy lost thirty games total in over ten years. So, man, yeah. it just tells you how competitive sports can be yeah. at the top level. Very good teams too. They've yeah. always had a had a good team. Yeah, no doubt. Still your turn, Chris. I know. Did you want to off the wall topic the debate? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. So we're gonna head into hashtag AskDBC, where producer Josh has gotten on the Twitter sphere. At SVT Cobra, John asks, who are some of your favorite people to follow on Twitter? Mine are, uh, mine are, are TJ Majors. He, he's one of my <laughs> top guys when he's not being politically correct. Definitely <laughs> definitely Blake Shelton. Uh, I think he's awesome, although now that he's in love with Gwen Stefani, his tweets have calmed way down. <laughs> um, he's happy. He's happy and he's not as fun on Twitter. <laughs> those, are, those are definitely two of my favorite guys. Clint's pretty funny when he tweets. When he's drinking. That yeah yeah wow, yeah yeah he's pretty fun to hang out when he's drinking too. He's pretty fun to hang out with. Period. Yeah. He's a maniac. Uh you know, like he, uh, TJ's strolling through his Twitter. I list am. Right there's now. a there's a few of them that I really that I laugh out. at. Like uh like I really enjoy the Steve Stifler account. It's yeah. hard to beat. You know, Stifler. Cloud Rivers. You follow him? Uh, Cloyd. Cloyd Rivers. Cloyd. <laughs> <laughs> he sends some funny ones. Um. Kristen, who's some of your favorites? You're a chick. Give perspective here. Um, I think. How many people are you following? First off, I'm following 360. I follow crazy animals. I'm following 447. How many are you following? Uh, right around there. I don't think I have that. There's many. the Kenny Rogers account. I yeah. think it's is it super really funny. Him? No, it's just some guy. It's like the drunk Brian. 407. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen is super hilarious. Which racetrack do you think does the best job on Twitter? Michigan. You think? Michigan does really well. I like well. when the racetracks tweet about the other racetracks and they're not even an SMI or an ISC partnership. Right, right. And they're just getting in on, on the fun. I think I like Pocono kills it on social Pocono media. does very well. NASCAR Chasm is hilarious, especially yesterday. You know who when doesn't out, kill it is, is Kentucky. Talladega kills it. <laughs> Did you see the I like their, I like their Talladega does, yeah. They, they kill it. In Victory yeah. Lane, Elliot took a selfie. I like Delana Harvick. Delana Harvick, some of her tweets are – I mean, she's at least real. So you don't necessarily have to agree with the content, but I like some of her yeah, stuff. I don't follow her. No. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Kelly Earnhardt. Yeah, I like, she good. I like following chicks, man. Really? Yep. Ari Flasher is my favorite political follow. What's the name? Ari Flasher. He was a sec- press oh, secretary. Oh, Ari Flasher. Yeah, Flasher. I'm from South Carolina. Flasher it's Flasher. Like- Flasher is what it means. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're going back to when he – remember when he was live tweeting the 9-11 stuff? Yeah. When he went back and went through all that? Yeah. He has great perspective. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Dave Chappelle. Joey Meyer's <laughs> all up in Twitter. He's like on your yeah, Joey is volume. very, very active. He's yes. an active guy. I hope he's <laughs> being safe out there. Lewis Hamilton. He's a little bit arrogant with some of his stuff because he has his own personal photographer, which, which annoys TJ. There's this guy that's super entertaining on Twitter. Sometimes I just like to watch him go down in a I ball th- of flames. His name's Brett Griffin. Oh, <laughs> I love going down in a ball of flames. I like making people mad. I think we've gone on enough about this. Let's Earth change picks. Stuff. You got to follow Earth picks. Those I, are follow, I follow Earth picks. Earth picks I think I've been good. on a couple There's of those. There's one emergency cute, and it's just pictures of cute baby animals. <laughs> oh, God. Sometimes when I'm really There's irritated. a Twitter account for everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
We've At rambled. Beast1624 asks, when you call clear by two or five back, are you calling car lengths to the other car, or is it tenths of a second to the other one? I'm not that good. <laughs> I don't know what tenths of a second are. It's car lengths. Yeah. Right. Clear by two, five back, seven back, and then driver knows what that means. I mean, I don't know how long a car is. I'm, I guess, seven feet, eight feet. So it it, yeah. it just it comes down to numbers, and my five back may be a little bit different than That's TJ's what I was five say. back. Yeah, but the driver we're working with because we work with them so long, they know what that means. And and here's the thing: the drivers know how well they get off the corner. So if you tell them clear by five, they know I bed on getting off that corner. I'm probably going to be clear by three getting into the next one. Like it's yeah. just a, it's a dance move, really. Yeah, everyone's it is a little bit different. You got to get used to. You know, I'll watch, I'll watch somebody spot and be like, oh, he's five back, and that's like two to me. And I'm like, oh, gosh, he's almost there. So you got to be, you know, you get real, that's part of the knowing your driver and you knowing your drivers. The same thing goes for the driver knowing the spotter. Yeah. They got to know our traits and our characteristics and stuff too, so. At CA Furnace asks, who would be the number one person, past or present, you would like to have a beer with? Ooh. TJ, it'll take him two days to answer this. He's got to go through all of his contacts. I'm still scrolling Twitter here. I didn't realize I followed Yummy Images. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. I don't either. Uh, Food oh, porn. Oh my, Not safe for work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Is that nachos? I don't know. Nacho mama. Yeah. Man, Not, this nacho is cheese. A, this is a fun one. But I've got to go back to a guy that I was fortunate enough to have a beer with in Vegas years and years ago. When when Elliot and I were both single, we ran into him, a dude named Vince Vaughn. You may have heard of him. Hands down, the funniest human being I've ever been around. Crazy. We we met up in the, the, the lobby of, like, Caesar's Palace. We go grab a drink. We end up in a nightclub called Pure. We leave there and go to a place called the Spearmint Rhino. They sell candy. <laughs> it's a shoe show also. And uh, anyway, I was just fortunate enough to hang out with the guy for six, eight hours Fast forward like two months down the road, it's oh, Vince Vaughn's a special guest this weekend at the racetrack. So he walks in the driver's meeting. He's like, Elliot! And they start hugging it out, and everybody's like, how do you two guys know each other? <laughs> That's like, funny. Oh. So, man, just for – I like to have fun. I don't know if you guys have been around me much. You but have a terrible personality. I like to have fun, and that guy knows how to have fun. So he's my guy. TJ, I've given you 30 minutes to get an answer. <laughs> I mean, Vince Vaughn would be up there on mine, strictly because of the Madden scene in that in the breakup movie when he's playing the little kid because that – yeah. I've never done that, ever. Um, <laughs> With Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, the hallway. She's not oh, hot. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, she wasn't Jesus. hot in that movie. Not at all. Uh, anyway. Maybe I want to have a beer with her. Change it yeah. my mind. I want to hang out with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Can we do a double date, us three yeah. and her? Yeah. Uh, no, it's just me and her. <laughs> but I would say, uh, you know, for a little while, Vince Vaughn, Adam Sandler, um, Adam Sandler have been up there too because he's pretty funny, and uh, honestly, the uh, the guy that plays Kenny Powers, yeah, might be pretty if he could be in Kenny Powers form, yeah, when you're hanging out with him. I just restarted watching that on Netflix. Yeah. It's still so, so hilarious. It is funny. What about <laughs> an, what about a person in the industry you want to have a beer with? That's not somebody you've ever had a beer with. Who you got? Jeez, man, I've had drinks with most everyone at some point. Kristen. In our industry, mm-hmm. I got Brian France. Give me twenty minutes. Yeah, I've, I've never had a, I've never had a beer with Brian France. Me, but, I've uh, never really talked to him. Maybe like made weird eye contact one time. You know, it would be it would be it would be fun to get to. I might to have been know staring him. at him. It'd be fun to have to see his personality because yeah. I don't really know. I'd love to know. Yeah, I don't really know. 
Um, I know that a lot of the other higher ups are fun. They're you know you get to hang out with um, like Buster. They're a funny guy. I mean they're good people. So, yeah, yeah. but I've never hung out with Brian, and I'm not you know it'd be cool to know his personality and and uh, you know tell some jokes with him or something. So so Helton listens to Clint a lot on the radio because he and Clint are somewhat friends, right? So we're in Nashville. And we're at Sound of Speed or we're at Michael Waltrip's charity deal or whatever. So Helton orders a round of shots. And it was that Tennessee honey whenever it just came out. So we shoot it. Clint looks at me and he looks at Helton. He goes, I can't believe you just bought Brett a shot. You don't even like him. <laughs> Helton's response was, I like him. I don't like his mouth on the radio. Do I? Am I that bad? I think you're great on the radio. He doesn't. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said anything that's been. He doesn't like it. Although I kind of have a self- I have no Opinion on it. <laughs> so we're all saying Brian France. He's up, Kristen. I'll go with that. Yeah, to Kristen. Yeah, who is it, Kristen? Hey, Come let's. On. How do we, oh, Kristen? Yeah. You used to work for NASCAR. Can you yeah. get us and Brian France a beer together? Done. Consider it yeah. tonight. Can Can we take this audio and entice him with it? Yes. Does he ever? Has he ever been to the Spearmint Rhino? <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> Oh. At Gritzy8 asks, why does NASCAR have a tolerance of five mile per hour on the pit road? I'm going limit? with yes. I'm going with yes. <laughs> yeah. Speed yeah. limit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where we were. Oh, TJ's making it rain. Just to give us a leeway, otherwise we would have probably 15 cars penalized every pit stop. No, it'd be the same. You know, I don't really know why we need five miles an hour. We I don't, don't either. If it's 45, make it's it one mile an hour. Let's run the normal pit road speed. Wow. Whatever the max is, is the speed limit. So when they tell yeah. you it's 45 and you have a five-mile-per-hour edge, then the speed limit is 50. Yeah. Does it take a math genius yeah. to figure that Going out? Going down 77. You know when it's 65, you do 75. I mean, there's a <laughs> – The reality is whatever the speed limit is is whatever the tolerance is. So if it says 45 and we get five over, guess what? It's 50. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. So it, either way, if they say, just it's a hard line. It yeah. doesn't matter. There isn't any tolerance. It's just like the it's just like the LIS tolerance. You know, they, they I, I don't know the rules of it, but there's a tolerance. Well, guess what the rule is? Yeah. The end of the tolerance. It's not I the like, beginning of the tolerance. I like the tolerance because it it gives us a question mark area. Now we have to go do the math. We have to measure pit road. We have to go find out where these timelines are and do the math on what we can run. I kind of like that aspect of it because it makes us work on stuff. And we had talked about that on the show, but timing lines are gone. They're over. They, you know, we yeah. used to have well, these big zones. Now the zones are so small. They're still there, but they're just there. There's so many of them. You can't. You're not going to see a guy speeding up to pass a guy really. The um, qualifying edge from a timing line perspective is over. Yeah, you unless you're installed. The only thing you want is stall one because you, as soon as you roll out of your stall, you basically cross the line. You don't yeah. have to. You erase that another car length of getting up to speed. So, but I kind of like the the I kind of like the buff five mile hour buffer just because it gives us an area to we have a lot of mistakes every weekend. People yeah. people speed, so I mean I kind of like that area. At Zach Miles two asks, what's the most surprising spotter driver combo you've seen and why? Sounds like a ever question, but I, I'm not good at remembering the past, so I'll, I'll probably go with just because of the accent and culture, Eddie DeHaan and Chase Elliott. I mean Chase Elliott grew up. Definitely in a country environment as far as his dad, Bill, you know, mm-hmm. Austin Bill. But, and Eddie's from Long Island, New York. So just the culture of that's probably biggest gap as I've seen recently that I can remember. What you got? You know, the uh, the most surprising, one of the most surprising ones was whenever, um, I think it might have been Tony Hirschman going to work for Kyle. 
because he was coming from AJ Allmendinger, and you know, and and to go from, you know, one, you know, when I went from Sterling, you know, I went from Sterling to Dale Jr. to Dale Jr. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big culture shock there. I mean, yeah, we but Sterling had Sterling had done a lot. Yeah, he'd no, Sterling was great. Hundreds, he yeah. competed for championships. But for the team he was driving with, I went from time. basically a C minus a C team to a top of the line A team, yeah. and that, that that there's some different. There's some different um, – you've got to learn different ways and stuff when you do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think um, <clears throat> anytime – like Tony had to go through it too. He went from having to be in the dog fight the whole time to, yeah, yeah. you know, hey, new leader, 18. Yeah. You know, it, it's a – it's a, it's just different. But You, you know. spot differently to TJ's point. I mean, it is a lot harder to run for, for a spotter from 12th to 20th than it is yeah. to run top five. It's easy to run top five as a, from a spotter standpoint. Yeah. It's hard when your guy's in the middle of everything. It's a you fight. look at where Clint's run all year on Sunday, you know, you, you tend to finish around 20th every week. You have to miss every single wreck. Every wreck is out the front of your windshield because you're not ahead of a lot of things. So from a spotter standpoint of what TJ's saying, you, you definitely have to make some changes to what you're seeing and doing and saying. Mm-hmm. We'll have a lot of surprises this off season. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Holla. How about some Monster Mile predictions? Oh, God. TJ's got to go first. Oh, man. Let me think about it. <laughs> Kristen, is there anything we could talk about while he's looking? Didn't I make my pick already? Um, it's 16 to 12 is on the scoreboard that Josh is providing. How many more I got to win? Two or three? Uh, three? Three. Uh, see. I got to win three out of eight. Is that I right? Am How many more races? Six? I mean, you're going to bring Seven. out a hitter, Seven. so. Eight. Eight. Eight cup races. I'll go Seven. with uh, with Dummy. Who's Dummy? Hamlin. Case Kane? Dummy Denny Hamlin. Hamlin. Dummy Hamlin. Oh, you ain't picked Denny Hamlin? <laughs> nope. Oh, wow. Our trophy's cool from That's this a, win. It's really? a jukebox. It works. Really? Good one. <laughs> Monster trophies are cool, too. Okay. I'm going to go with Kyle, real man like Bush. That's I my guy. It. I knew it. He's who I want this week. I like Bush beer. <laughs> you like Bush. Kevin Harvick likes Bush beer. Brent I'm likes. going with Kyle, real man like Bush. <laughs> Holla. Kyle. Brett likes Bush. Oh, I'm predicting gosh. a win for me and for him at Dover. We winning again? We winning again. Hey, what's Us? your I, – I got a good chilling. rant. I got a good rant this week. Oh, so, watching that Xfinity race, yeah. they black flagged Matt Tift for yep. going early. And that was, to me, very questionably – like, it was like – if it was early, it was like three, four feet. Like – Nothing. Nothing. No advantage. So we go to Richmond. We restart the the final restart of the race in the cup race. Denny Hamlin goes about a car length and a half early, and there's nothing said. Right. How do we do that? And then my biggest problem is the two second to maybe it might have been the last restart or second to last. It was second last restart. 20 cars leading, comes down, and actually hits the brakes hits at the, the brakes. end of the restart box. Do you know how much chaos that causes in your mirror? That's basically trying to wreck. 40 cars. That's basically trying to wreck a handful of cars in the rear. That yeah. is the most un, unsportsmanlike thing that you can do as, yeah. a, as a lead driver at that point is he actually slowed down. So like, what do we do to fix that? And I, and I I agree with you on these restarts. We've even talked about it on the well, show. What we do we hear, do? We hear a lot of times, almost every restart now, it's pretty common to hear restarts under review. Yeah. And I'm glad they're checking them because that keeps everyone in line. You don't want to jump the guy. You want to get a good even restart. But yeah. now we've had some that are – Matt was leading by five cars at the start-finish line at Loudon. How do you do that and and say you say that and get? I mean, you didn't create an edge. He got a great restart, but you did something to get that. These guys yeah. all don't suck that bad, right? So, 
you know, to me, how is that not even a question? I just wish they would take away the driver's ability to screw it all up. I wish they would say, okay, here's the restart zone. At some point in the restart zone, the flagman is going to throw the flag. When he throws the flag, you can all go. The only thing is second can't go before first. Forget all this. you got to stay in line to start finish. Green means go. Let them go. Let them eat. Let them race. Yeah. I'm I mean, over I, it, too. It, I like the leader having a little – I like the leader being able to go in the restart box. But to me, I saw a guy about wrecked the field behind him. And that I don't like seeing that. If you you want an edge, get it because you get a great restart. You got your tires cleaned up, and you were better on the throttle than the other guy. You already have an advantage over him. You start the race. Yeah. Don't don't what were they? Don't Jimmy Jack around. Uh. And to me, I can't even believe that wasn't wasn't under review. Yeah. I mean, a whole bunch of cars behind him about wrecked and tore our noses off because of it. For sure. So we're headed to Dover. I'm pulling for the seven Xfinity car this weekend. I want to see him get a win. If he can, I hope we go back to back. Me too. Jr. TJ, pay attention. I need to talk to him. So do I. Pay attention on – I'm talking about pay attention at Dover. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were talking about JR. All right, we're out of here. All right. like to thank one main and Exalta. See you all next hey, week. I'm paying attention. Holla. Are we back? What? what? <laughs> at One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear. Brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 